Hello everyone and welcome back to The Geek Wave. This is the low budget show. It's the show so low it has no budget. Not unlike the film series we're going to be talking about this week on The Geek Wave because we are diving into the cinematic marvel. Not the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but the cinematic marvel that is this little franchise that could called Sonic the Hedgehog. I have a lot of interesting thoughts and opinions on it. Well, I shouldn't say interesting. I have thoughts on it. Because it's kind of it's kind of brilliant, isn't it? it it's, we'll, we'll get into it at the end here. Because like with every episode, we have some news to get into. But a couple of things up top that I am going to mention. I have a couple of new things going on that I want to mention to talk about here. First off, we finally have a merch store. So if you head over to TeePublic slash Inami Studios, it's all linked in the link tree that you can find there. There is merch. If you want to get a t-shirt with the Ride the Geek Wave logo or the Movie Tales logo or Tsunami himself or any of that kind of stuff... You can find it there. It's all there for you to explore and use in whatever way you want. If you have an idea or something you think is kind of cool, it's there to check out. So you can go ahead and do that. I think it's kind of fun. Just let me know what you think. But I think it's kind of cool. It's there. I'm enjoying it. I have I personally haven't got anything yet, but I am going to get some stuff based on things that I created. So yeah, that's kind of cool. So yeah, the merch store is up. If you want to find something at the merch store, go ahead, buy something, support the channel, support me, just rep this product and we can get it growing into some big bad ways. So that's something you can do. And secondly, at the time of this recording, the first episodes haven't dropped, but I am working on a new series that is called The Batmanning Of, and The Batmanning Of is going to be this, I don't know how long, six, eight, seven, I don't know, a certain amount of episodes where I'm going to be taking characters from the DC universe and pitching how you would make their own Batman style film. Not specifically like the Batman, but how you create the perfect tone for that character in a world with that character could explore. Currently two episodes will be dropping this Easter and they are going to be involving Barry Allen and Oliver Queen. So that's going to be a fun one to explore and talk about. But before we get into our main topic, we have a couple pieces of news to get into. Oh, a lot of weird stuff. A lot of stuff I actually don't care about. I think there's one thing on this list I actually care about. It's the first one we'll be talking about. That is the news that for the third and I think final season of Star Trek Picard, every cast member from TNG is coming back. This is probably, it was inevitable. It was going to happen no matter what, where they're going to get everybody to return in this big way. They've had cameos here and there throughout the first two seasons. So of course this was where it was headed. These are all named actors that people like and people admire. So having them come back, that's not a surprise in any regard. It makes sense to me. There is something about that that people like. Personally, I haven't enjoyed Picard. That being said, I've watched the first season thought it was pretty boring and dumb and stupid. I haven't seen the second season. I just think it's like falling right into that trap of all these other shows and programs where it's just the old guy coming back for one last thing with the crew. I just don't really care. But you're getting this crew back. That's at least interesting enough to capture my interest, but I'm not going to actively pursue watching all of Picard. I just don't care. There's nothing about that that speaks this is much watched television, so I'm not going to watch it. I am going to watch Strange New Worlds because that one sounds really fun and interesting, and I probably will be talking about that one weekly, but we'll see what happens. As it stands, Picard to me is just like that outlier in this franchise that can't really do anything exciting. I have no intention on being a part of that world or seeing it explored in any more depth or interest than it could be. 
It's Picard. It's pretty standard. I don't really care for it. And as we move away from the world of TNG, we head over to Warner Brothers, where we have to talk. I have to talk about this. I thought about doing my whole episode talking about the production of this film. Uh, maybe closer to the day that it's maybe released, we'll talk about it. But the Flash movie is currently happening. And the main actor attached to that project has had a few hiccups in their career. Mainly because they've assaulted people, broken into homes, and shouted at people physically during an altercation. Got arrested, got charged. Ezra Miller is currently on the fast track to become irrelevant in Hollywood. They are not in any of the marketing for Fantastic Beasts, whoever gives a shit about Grindelwald's lover, Dumbledore, whatever. They just... It's so hard to think about the future of this character. And by character, I mean... I shouldn't say character. I should say it's so hard to think about the future of Ezra Miller at Warner Brothers because they are currently attached to two of like the biggest tentpoles at the company. Fantastic Beasts, where I'm sure they haven't had a big push because I haven't seen them in any of the marketing, and I don't imagine they're going to have a big role in the final cut of the film. It is not released in Canada at the time of this recording, so I haven't seen it, and I don't really plan on seeing it. And then I guess they had an emer Warner Brothers, I should say, had an emergency meeting to talk about what to do with the Ezra Miller situation. And it sounds like they're going to do absolutely nothing, which is pretty standard for Warner Brothers. It's not a problem until somebody says it's a problem. Even if Ezra Miller did something bad and nobody said we should get rid of him, Warner Brothers is reactionary as opposed to actionary. So only when this becomes like a, you know, money problem. And Fantastic Beast doesn't count because they're not headlining that. But as soon as they see the flash numbers dwindle because the person leading this is terrible, that is when they're going to do something about the Ezra Miller situation. So I guess somebody at Warner Brothers said, we didn't have that meeting. This is all being blown out of proportion. I'm like, there's no way you haven't had these talks because the Academy responded faster to Will given less of what they did, you know? So the fact that Ezra Miller is still currently headlining one of the biggest tentpole films to come out from this company is very surprising. I don't know how that's going to go or how that's going to look. It's just a fascinating idea that's being presented to us. And that film is, there's so much about that film I cannot wait to explore just because it, it feels like such a cautionary tale on how to make a movie. And I, I just bought my tickets to Doctor Strange, so I, I do have a lot of thoughts on the multiverse. I don't know which one's going to do it better. All I know is you look at what that Flash movie's bringing to the table, it's insanely weird. And not a lot of good choices, but there's some pretty good choices too. Interesting film with a terrible person headlining it. I have no doubt in my mind that we will never see them again after that in this franchise. Unless this film breaks bank, but I don't think it will. Can Michael Keaton save it? Will Michael Keaton save it? I don't know. I don't think it's possible at this point. So, moving from there, we go over to, I guess, something kind of Batman-related, actually. So, a new still from the premiere of Jurassic World Dominion dropped, and in it we see this new Gigasaurus or big dinosaur thing, and Colin <laughs> Trevorrow... Oh, love him to death. What a what a trooper. He described this new dinosaur as being similar to the Joker and it just wants to watch the world burn. I don't know what that means. What is it? What do you mean 
a dinosaur is like the Joker? Is this dinosaur an anarchist? Is this dinosaur like brainwashing an entire generation into thinking society is a plague? I don't know what it means. How can a dinosaur be similar to the Joker? I don't know what that has to do with anything about the movie, but I hope we get a scene where this dinosaur is given like a choice to do good or wrong, and it chooses to do the evil choice, and then suddenly it just becomes the villain. That is what I want to see from this. I hope it's kind of like the evolution of this dinosaur choosing the path that the Joker took in the Joker movie, because that would be insane. Because what do you mean this 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 Gigasaurus is like... <laughs> the Joker. That is so weird. That is no dinosaur has ever been described as like a pure anarchist villain from any comic book or a movie before. I don't know what that means. And the thing I like is that it just looks like a generic dinosaur. It's just a big old T-Rex looking thing. There's nothing really special or unique about it to add any distinguishable features or choices. It's just a dinosaur. And now it's like it's the Joker it's here for the chaos. It's part of this team solely to wreak havoc across the nation. That is insane. I don't even know what that means, but it's it's exciting. And I think come closer to the release of Jurassic World Dominion, we'll talk about the Jurassic movies. I don't, yeah, whatever. It, it is what it is, but I'm just like, wow, what a bold proclamation to make about your new dinosaur. It's like the Joker. Holy cow. Could you imagine saying that? Could you imagine if that movie Cow came out because there's that documentary called Cow following the life of a dairy cow and the director was like, "Yeah, this cow's a lot like Hannibal Lecter." Yeah, that's like what does that mean? It's just insane and I love that so much. Moving from there, we go to another thing that was inevitable and I'm sure some people will be happy about this. I currently don't care. Fast and Furious 10 is on the horizon. If people are interested in that, that's great. I hope people like it. But Vin Diesel took to his Instagram or something, and he announced that Brie Larson will be joining the cast. I'm sure to somebody who cares about these franchises, that's kind of cool. I'm not a Brie Larson hater like some people. I'm not going to sit here and tell you she's a great actress. Room is the standout in her career because it's her only good performance. And I'd argue she's not the best performance in that movie. It's the, the performance by Jacob that makes her stand out as brilliant. But, cool. I mean, that's the trajectory this franchise is going. Eventually, it's going to make her more money than Captain Marvel will because they're going to slowly phase out Carol because she's an irrelevant character now that we have Monica and Kamala, two better versions of what that character represents. So throw her in a Fast and Furious. I'm sure people will go bananas for that if they like that. Or is the crossover between the Fast and Furious and Brie Larson fandom very slim and they're making a bad decision? I could see that going either way. It's either like, this is the right choice to do. This is going to get seats in our theater. Or it's like, oh, now you're adding a woman who isn't tough and cool. You know, like Michelle Rodriguez is cool and tough and sexy. And Charlize Theron is sexy and hot and cool. And everyone's beating each other up and kissing. Is Brie Larson the right type of that to make people in that franchise like her? I don't know. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Uh, see, all this news we're talking about is bad stuff. So I'm like, this is so stupid. But it's kind of funny if you actually think about it. Like, this is cinema now. Joker, Dinosaurs, and Brie Larson and Vin Diesel working together. It's cinema. That's where we are. I have one final piece of news that I, I didn't really want to cover. But I'm going to because we were already talking about Brie Larson. Let's talk about another figurehead of the MCU. 
RDJ, Robert Downey Jr., the junior, is currently thinking about starting a production company solely for the Sherlock Holmes stuff. He says Sherlock Holmes 3 is coming. I'll believe it when I see it, RDJ, because I honestly don't believe you're going to make it. You're going to be 60 by the time the thing is released. Nobody wants to see you do this. I guess everybody wants to see you do this. For some reason, people like RDJ as this character, I think he's fine. I don't think it's going to hold up as well as people think when you go back and watch those. They are very much of the time they were made, which is like the late 2000s, but whatever. I don't care. I don't care. It's going to happen. People will watch it. Whatever. And I guess from Sherlock Holmes 3, it'll be spinning off into television stuff because we can't do this anymore without spinning off into something else. I feel like every franchise has been doing this lately. I, I don't care, man. Do whatever you want with Sherlock Holmes, but come on, really? You want to spin it off from Sherlock Holmes 3? Who are you even going to introduce? Enola Holmes already has an award-winning franchise without you. You are not needed in this world, so whatever, man. A Moriarty prequel? I don't know. Who can you spin off that's interesting enough? Unless you take all the other like creations from the writer and put them into one cinematic universe, but that sounds terrible. Whatever. There you go. There's the Sherlock Holmes talk and RDJ talk. So, yeah, everyone's having fun. Everyone's having a good time. Everyone's coming back to their old roles and going to new places and this creative stuff. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to go fast, because we got to go fast talking about this guy. It's the Sonic the Hedgehog time. So, ladies and gentlemen, I have decided not to do a standalone review talking about Sonic the Hedgehog 2, because I do not have anything to say on Sonic the Hedgehog 2. It's a sequel to a film that came out in the pandemic, it performed better than the superhero film that came out in the beginning of the pandemic, and it's performing better than the one that's out now. The key to this is, if you are a superhero film coming out the same month or week as Sonic the Hedgehog, you're going to lose. Because kids like Sonic more than they like Morbius. Kids like Sonic more than they like the Birds of Prey. I can't make this up. This is the world we live in. The Birds of Prey and Morbius all failed to Sonic. That is such a weird headline to write, but that's where we are. So, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 has officially hit theaters. It is an interesting film that introduces Knuckles and Tails to the larger Sonic universe, and it's a surprisingly interesting film. I'm not saying it's brilliant or it's mind-blowing. It's a kid's film when it operates like a kid's film. It's very standard. It's very easygoing, and to me... I went out of this theater really thinking one thing. This film franchise has more restraint than it deserves. Because this is two films in. Two films in. They did one film where it was just Sonic and Robotnik wasn't full Robotnik yet. He was still, you know, he got the hair, he's building a small mustache. And then suddenly at the end, he goes full crazy Robotnik. At the end of the first film... Tails shows up at the very end. That is some restraint because I can almost guarantee you no other franchise based on a video game is showing this much restraint when it comes to building their cinematic universe. That's impressive. 
You look at the ones that are out right now. Do you think Uncharted had that much restraint or Halo is having that much restraint? Albeit those are more adult-oriented, but still. They're trying to have an expansive universe of all this backstory and lore, and they're trying to set up this big idea for these characters. But Sonic was just like, nah, he's a little boy. He's coming to hang out with James Marsden. That's all we got to do here. And you can enjoy that, and you will enjoy that, because everybody loves Sonic. And I think it's true. I think Sonic is slowly becoming one of the most universally loved characters solely because every generation can find something they like in him. You know, he's quippy, he's fun. There's all those like weird weeaboo people that enjoy the character for all the wrong reasons. Like when I was in the theater, there was a lot of group of people of a certain age and demographic who were there without their children. I went with my family, but that's because I have people that like Sonic in my family. And I'm just thinking... There, what is it about the Sonic character that makes this work? He's not special, he's just interesting. And that's amazing to me. So the first Sonic movie, amazing restraint having such a small setup. And then you got to Sonic 2, and it's a little bit more larger world. We're setting up some more ideas and we're presenting some things here. We have the backstory to Knuckles, we have the backstory to Tails. We're letting Robotnik show his true colors. He's not in the fat suit yet. I know Jim Carrey said he wants to be in the fat suit, but he's not. And then we have here the Master Emeralds and all these different ideas that you can do with the Master Emeralds. It's a small idea, but it feels like it's more expansive. And never once in the film does it really feel like we're taking liberties or we're like wasting our time. It's just a slow burn to get us this larger expansive universe. Like It's restraining itself from having everything show up. And that is impressive. That is so rare. You do not see that in a franchise like this. In the second one, we're not really setting up a larger idea. We're setting up like one big thing. And that's kind of impressive. So really quick, let's just talk about the actual movie Sonic the Hedgehog 2. It's solid. It's about on par with the first one. Maybe not as funny. The story does lag a little bit. But everyone I saw the theater was, was laughing and enjoying it. It's kind of funny. It's interesting. Uh, Knuckles' voice is still a little off-putting to me, but I don't really care. I want to punch Tails in the throat and like, just like toughen that little fox up a little bit. James Marsden was okay. There's a weird subplot about a wedding that is so unnecessary. But that's the thing about sequels to any comedy. There's always a wedding for some reason, as if that makes it better. It's just like kind of like that end plot where you have any type of rom-com or any type of like comedy story. It either has to end with a funeral or a wedding or some really bizarre thing that doesn't connect to anything. You can't really have anything in between like that. Just a really bad subplot that went nowhere. Jim Carrey's doing great. He's having a lot of fun. And that's clearly something that he really wanted to do. And he's enjoying the hell out of it. That was really cool to see. He's doing great. Everything about this, it's working for the audience it's working for. That audience just isn't me. Do I respect what it's doing? Yeah, I do, actually. I think it's kind of impressive that a franchise aimed for kids is like, no, kids understand we live in a post-MCU world, so they're going to wait to see the, the end credits, they're going to wait to see the teases. Everybody who's going to enjoy this is going to enjoy it. If you know Tails, you can like Tails. If you know Knuckles, you can like Knuckles. We don't have to force this down your throat. We can just tell you a compelling story of these people in it. And as, even though I don't think it's that compelling a story... I commend it for doing that. It's kind of impressive that it went that far and that it's doing these kind of things. It's very cool to see that. I will commend this this, this program for having the guts to restrain itself, especially in a kid's property. Because, I mean, I even compare this to something 
like the Lego Batman movie and the Lego Batman movie was brilliant and it just kind of like went into some weird directions you know towards the end where it's like just adding these weird stuff but that had a really nice emotional story that's kind of similar to this one where it's like you're part of a family it's okay to have your bros at your side it's kind of cool one thing I did find weird I don't know why I just think this was weird so James Marsden and his wife they call Sonic their son at the end but they don't call Knuckles or Tails their son they're just Sonic's friends that's weird maybe i don't it's because they know sonic longer like wouldn't they all be your sons or like is that too weird is it okay for song to have a dad and a mom but not for tails like knuckles like i could get not that but whatever whatever it's fine i don't really care that much about it i just thought it was weird but we do live in an era where everything has a post-credit scene Every, if you are a franchise, you have to do it. The audience is expecting it. And if you don't do it, you're a prude. We just got off one of the worst post-credit scenes in the history of the genre with everything happening in Morbius, where it's like, we're going to force this down your throat and it's going to make no sense for the story, the characters, or anything you've seen. It's just terrible. And then we come to Sonic the Hedgehog, where we get a mid-credit scene that is actually one of the best mid-credit scenes you are ever going to see in the genre. Because the mid-credit scene for Song of the Hedgehog 2 teases that the U.S. government has been secretly using Project Shadow, and it teases Shadow the Hedgehog. That is insane. That is so weird. <laughs> Just The fact that that's the teaser is brilliant, by the way, because that's you ultimately have to set up in the next one as like your Mewtwo in a sense. That is so weird. That is just insane to me. And you know what's even more insane than that? This I cannot believe this is the world we live in. After this movie releases, we are getting a Knuckles spinoff on Paramount+. Plus. That's a TV show. We're getting a third Sonic movie and a Knuckles spinoff. And I am just... I have two thoughts. I'm just like blown away this is happening. Like Sonic became this big of a franchise, the highest opening weekend for any video game movie ever, beating everything in its tracks. It's already on like a projected $200 million opening week. It's brilliant. That's insane. My other thought is, wow, that is some restraint. Like you really actually just set up an origin for Knuckles in the movie and now you are giving him his own solo series like that's impressive and i i'm just generally impressed they're doing that because if then if sonic is like doesn't have knuckles in the sequel you understand why you get that and it should it should be said right now i know literally nothing about the sonic the hedgehog lore so i thought we would take a moment to go through a list of characters in the sonic mythology because i have them pulled up here and we are going to find a way to shoehorn them in to this film, to the franchise. Like, where does it go next? What do they, like, respectively do next with this franchise that has been around forever, that people love and adore? So, we had the first movie, introduced Tails. Second one, Knuckles shows up. We have Shadow and the Tease. Obviously, the next one is going to get a little more crazy. I think in the next one, we're going to see a couple things. One of them's obviously going to be Shadow, and that leads to the question, who should voice Shadow? Clearly, Idris doing Knuckles, so it's not going to be him. Who do you get to voice Shadow? Hear me out on this one. 
I want a really crazy person to voice Shadow that's so wrong for the role that it's just so annoying. I think the obvious choice people are going to think is like, oh, Jason Momoa or something. Get Nicolas Cage to do it. That would be really cool. Just make a lunatic. And like I said, I have no idea how any of these characters connect to who and what part of the franchise. I am not the expert on Sonic. I'm just looking at a list of Sonic characters and I'm thinking everyone we're going to see. This is everyone I think we're going to be seeing appearing in Sonic 3. These are, there's no confirmation of this. This is just what I think is going to happen. I think we're going to see Sonic in it, Tails in it, maybe Knuckles, maybe Robotnik. I think we're going to see Shadow as the villain. I think we're going to see the Metal Sonic, whatever that is. If, is that a creation by Egghead or something? It, it, I'm, it's, somebody probably creates it and it's like an evil Sonic Metal thing. I think we'll see the Metal Sonic show up. Shadow is going to be voiced by Nicolas Cage. I think we'll see Silver show up. No idea who Silver is. It's just some guy in Sonic's lore. Is it his brother? Is it just some random version of a hedgehog? I think Silver will show up to counteract against Shadow. And I think we'll also get Amy in there. I could definitely see Amy. Because we have to get Amy in there. You get Anya Taylor-Joy or somebody young and hip to voice her. You got the love interest for Sonic. It could just be like the fangirling out of him. It's maybe somebody he doesn't like that way. But you throw her in there, you get that working fine. Clearly, Shadow is going to be the villain. And I honestly think, I, I don't know why, I cannot confirm for the life of me why I think this is going to happen. I just know it is because this is the world we live in. This is the world we live in. Peacemaker got a spinoff. Shadow the Hedgehog is going to get a spinoff. If Knuckles gets a spinoff, you are damn well sure that Shadow the Hedgehog is going to get a spinoff. That character is way too cool not to spin off. It's just a dark Sonic that's edgy and cool, and he holds a gun sometimes. Didn't he have his own video game? People love him. He's coming, trust me. He's going to get a spinoff. If Shadow is cool in that movie, he's getting a spinoff. And maybe even Silver will get a spinoff, and we'll have everybody come together. And then maybe we'll have more enemies to fight. So cool i don't know anything else about this world other than that uh so let's look at some of these other characters first off the one character i do know is kind of like associated with knuckles is rogue the bat you know like that sexy bat that's like way too it's drawn way too provocatively for a, a bat she'll be in this the knuckles show <laughs> if there's one person if, actually i could see them taking any one of like the female characters and sticking them in the knuckles show I have a feeling it's going to be Rogue, and you're going to get somebody sexy to voice her. Like, I don't know. I've been saying Elizabeth Gillies for these roles forever because that voice is iconic, so get her in there to do something cool. But you could throw Blaze the Cat in there. I don't, I don't know what she's connected to. But you could throw her in there. You could get Cream the Rabbit. That's a terrible name. Maybe don't use the rabbit name Cream. You could get Tikal. Tikal? Tikal? I don't know. What's the one in the most recent Sonic cartoon? I don't know. It's weird, weird characters, but I have a feeling we're going to see Rogue soon, and maybe she won't be as sexy. It's weird that the like that the bat has breasts, right? That's weird. We can all agree that's weird. Does the Sonic lore like that? It's weird to me. I think that's very weird. Why is she like? It's another thing that's like inexcusable, and I don't understand. Like I understand the necessity for it, but it's just something I find very annoying. 
why do all the male characters not wear clothes? They just wear gloves and shoes, but all the female characters have to wear clothes. Either put your male characters in clothes or you at least put them in pants or don't draw your female characters with the female form so they don't have to wear clothes. It's a weird thing that always bothers me about these kind of animated properties. Like, it's so dumb. Like, why is Amy wearing a full-on dress and then Shadow's out here just raw-dogging it? Like, it's weird. I don't understand it. Like, they all wear shoes, too. Why are they wearing shoes and gloves and no pants? Whatever. So let's take a look at some of these characters. Sonic, yeah, he'll be in his thing. Tails will not get a spinoff, but I can almost guarantee he'll be in anything that pops up. He will be like the supporting Happy Hogan type. You will see Knuckles get his spinoff with Rogue the Bat appearing. Dr. Eggman will probably not get a spinoff, but don't be surprised if he appears in any number of these things. Amy will be in Sonic 3. I have no doubt about that for a minute. I know for a fact they are probably thinking about introducing her. If they didn't introduce Tails in this one, and maybe Tails was always in the first one, that's when they would have introduced Amy. Shadow the Hedgehog, the villain of Sonic 3, the spin-off Peacemaker style for his own show, Metal Sonic, the villain. I think Silver is also going to get a spin-off. Again, he could be like the good version against Shadow, but I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he is. Who's to say? Who really knows any of this? <laughs> then we have Rogue the Bat, like I said. The sexy bat that'll be in the Knuckles show, voiced by Elizabeth Gillies. Blaze the Cat. Is she a magic cat? She's got gloves that suggest she's magic. I know nothing about this character and I refuse to learn, but she looks like she could just appear somewhere. Is she a bad guy? Is she a bad guy? Yes. No? Maybe. She's just a cat. Then we got Cream the Rabbit, a really unfortunate name that I think I've played in like a Sonic game once. Cool. Yeah, she's got like that weird little floating thing with her. That like, oh, her pet Cheo cheese. Oh, oh, cream and cheese. That's that's funny. Cool. Here's a guy that'll probably get a spinoff. Espio the Chameleon. He looks like a fun design. He works for a detective agency. Okay, I'm just looking at like the wikis when I appear with the characters, so he mainly serves as an intelligent ninja warrior and a member of the Chaotix Detective Agency. Yep. You want to build out your Sonic lore, you can do Chaotix Detective Agency or just get an SBO spinoff. Like, I like that, like a weird chameleon. He doesn't look like a chameleon, he just kind of like has the vaguest shape of a Sonic character with the chameleon nose. That's cool. I could definitely see him getting something, get Nicolas Cage to voice him too, that's fun. I like this guy, actually. Why are there detectives in this world? That's so weird. We got Tikal. Tikal, she's the... Uh, she's a part of the Knuckles clan. That's... Okay. Okay, cool. Just some weird creature. I don't care. Fang the Sniper. What the hell is this thing? Yeah, I, I literally just typed in Sonic characters on Google, and now we're looking at them. That's what this episode has become. And he's got a cowboy hat. You could spin that off into something, I guess. Uh, he's probably doing his own thing he's a villain so yeah he can work with knuckles he can just be like a sidekick to shadow i guess i don't know being the dynamite i'm not even gonna bother with this guy he's a woodpecker he is a, who competed in a fighting tournament for the chaos emeralds and the right to destroy the death egg too how much to the sonic lore is there this looks like a child woody woodpecker he's holding a bomb why is the name Bean the Dynamite? Wouldn't his name be Dynamite if he was Dynamite the Woodpecker or Bean the Woodpecker? Okay, cool. If we introduce Cream 
or no, which one's the cat? Blaze is the cat. We'll have to introduce Big the cat just because, yeah, it's a big cat. Jokes would come from all sorts of sizes and ideas for Big Cat Boy. Yeah, I mean, he he probably liked the big gentle giant that'd be connected. I think I think I've played a game where he's connected to either Amy Blaze or Cream. Cool, big cat man, big ears, big belt. Why does he have a belt? He's not wearing pants, but he won't get a spinoff. I could see Fang and Espio getting a spinoff and Blaze because she's sexy and Shadow and Silver, but not the big cat boy. Vector the Crocodile. Oh, he's Vector is the current leader and head honcho of the Chaotix Detective Agency. Do the, do the reptiles work for the detective agency? Because the chameleon also works for the detective agency. Okay, we're getting a Chaotix Detective Agency spinoff. I think that's going to be the next like Paramount Plus show. If these all do well, that's coming. That's cool. It's just like a big crocodile with a chain. You know, get Terry Crews to voice him. That's cool. Vector the Crocodile. <laughs> that's awesome. Jet the Hawk. This guy looks cool. What does he do? Is he just a hawk? Cool. Is he on a surfboard or something? That's fun. I like that. He's my favorite so far. <laughs> Just He's 14 years old? What the... F <laughs> How old are these characters? Why is he 14? Oh, they all have ages? I'm just looking at that now. Sonic have an age? N Sonic is 15. Okay. That is childish. Okay. Tails is 8. Holy shit. Tails is 8. How old is... Knuckles was formerly 15, but he's 16 now. How old is Amy? How old is Amy? I want to know. She's 12? Oh my. How old is Shadow? 18. 50 plus chronologically? What the... F what? What? How old is Blaze? She's 18? Okay. Then you can sexualize the bat all you want. I don't really care. Espio? 17. Why do they have ages? Why is Jet 14? Why are they all teenagers? <laughs> That's weird. I... Okay. I guess Nicolas Cage can voice an 18-year-old. That's cool. I like Jet. He's just a bird with goggles and he surfs, I guess. That's kind of cool. Is he a good guy? Cocky and brash. Jet is very arrogant, prideful, and always seek riches and fortunes. Well, the Babylon Rogues leader... Well, also the Babylon Rogues leader. Is that another faction in there? Because they made it sound like everybody on Sonic's planet died. So, <laughs> okay. Jet's getting a spinoff. What is Omocheo? That's an ugly thing I don't want to talk about. Ray the Flying Squirrel. Cool. That doesn't look like a legit character. What is this? Maria Robotnik? What the hell is that? Is this a... Mm, that's... Mm. The granddaughter of Gerald Robotnik and the cousin the cousin of Dr. Eggman. Please use this character. Oh my goodness. Could you imagine who's a woman of equal comedic chops who is the around a similar age? Kristen Wiig? She'd be good to play off Jim Carrey. I think you could get a little bit better though. Get a little more different. Amanda Seyfried could be fun. That could be one to explore and do something cool with. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah, get a, get them in there. And we could do like an Eggman spinoff and have all the, these Robotnik characters show up. Here's a fun one. Wave the Swallow. I'm guessing she's also part of like the B Babylon Rogues. Okay. How old is she? 18. Look at that. Another female that's of age so she can wear a sports bra. <sighs> weird. Very weird. Princess 
Eliza? Elise? That's just a woman. Okay. That okay, there's a okay, I don't really want to get into that. What else do we got here? We got Charmy B, this the B who's six years old. Cool. Oh, here's a, a whole idea for the Babylon rogues. I don't care. Honey, who is this? Honey the cat. That looks like fan fiction. I do not want to get into that. Mighty the armadillo. Okay. An anamorphic armadillo. Current counterpart from another dimension set. In the, there you go. Another dimension. You can do something with Mighty the armadillo. I hope this video makes sense to anybody who understands like the lore of these characters. Whisper the wolf. That's ugly. I do not like Whisper the wolf. They're 16. Sticks the badger. I know them from that Sonic cartoon, like that recent one. Yeah, they're coming. That's awesome. Get in, get Charlize Theron to voice them. Sonic the Werehog? That's just a werewolf Sonic. I don't care. We can skip past that. There's a lot of Sonic characters. I'm going through everyone that appears on the list that we get when you first pull it up on Google. Nicole the Hollow Links. Yep. Just a... Okay. Chaos. Just a chaos. Fiona Fox. That's not a real character. I don't care what anybody says. Shade the Echidna. Like the, the Knuckles counterpart to Shadow the Hedgehog, the Dark Brotherhood, I don't care. And this one's just named Anton de Colette. That's a full name. <laughs> Phillies the Dark. Oh my goodness. That's just, I don't like that. Master Zick. That's stupid. Bonnie Rabbit. Sally Acorn. These aren't real, are they? Marine the Raccoon. These can't be real. Scourge the Hedgehog. What is up with this guy? Black Doom, Infinite. Yeah, okay. That's about all the ones that matter. So, to recap, I think up until about Wave the Swallow is where we'll stop with all these characters actually mattering. After that, we're not going to introduce them. Maybe Sticks will be introduced. Maybe Charmy B and what the hell, Mighty the Armadillo. Maybe we won't see anybody past that. And getting the spin-offs, we'll get the Rogues Babylon with Wave and Jet. We'll get, you know, the SBO and Vector story where they're the detective agency. Rogue will appear in Knuckles and then Shadow will get in spin-off and Silver will get their spin-off. And we're literally going to be seeing about 10 more years of Sonic films coming out. So get used to it, kids. This is the world we're living in. Sonic is going to be a big cinematic universe and it's never going away. It's going to be working forever. Maria Robotnik had her own TV show. Sorry, I just had to click that link. What does what does that mean? Did she? That's weird. I do not like that. Or is she connected to Sonic X? I don't know. There's so much Sonic lore. I'm just saying like, yeah, these are the things you're going to be expecting. And James Marsden will be in all of them. Because that's James Marsden. This is stuff he loves for some reason. Just working with like CGI characters in a fictional world based on Earth. He loves doing that. He's done a few of them. It's weird. Very weird that he does them. But that's all we got. That's the future of the Sonic Cinematic Universe. Which one is your favorite? Which one do you have fan art made where they're not wearing their boots? Which one do you want to see get a spinoff? Personally, I like this Jet guy. Jet the Hawk. That's a cool name. And he surfs, I think. Or he rides a... I don't know what he does. Let's take some pictures of him. Cool. Just a guy on a hoverboard. Very fun. Very creative. That's the world of Sonic. What the fuck are the rogues Babylon? That's insane. But whatever. 
Uh, we're done, but before we go, we do have to bring up a couple recommendations for you. I feel hesitant to even call them recommendations because all I'm going to say to you is watch the Sonic movies because this movie, this episode was dedicated to the Sonic stuff. So go check out the Sonic stuff because it's supposedly really good. I don't know why, but people like it for some reason. So check out the Sonic the Hedgehog movies. Ben Schwartz is kind of fun. So that's something to look forward to. Now, thank you guys for watching this episode of The Geek Wave. Be sure to like and subscribe to the channel. As always, you can check me out on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And if you happen to be listening to this on the podcast feed, please give us a rating over there. It definitely helps out. As always, you can check me out on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And I will catch you in the next one. Have fun. Stay safe. Good luck.